Tom Barkley from The Sun, EFL expert, has come to join us here at Oddschecker. And we're going to talk through the Championship, League One and League Two, looking for some value in the markets that you can all find on Oddschecker at oddschecker.com. Starting with the Championship, mm. and no surprise to see a relegated team at the head of the market in, in Stoke City, who are the 11-2 favourites. Underneath them, you've got Middlesbrough, West Brom, Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Villa, Derby. It looks like quite a strong championship yeah. table. Who do you see being the dominant forces? Who do you think could be a bet to go up? Yeah, I think it's, it's a bit unlike sort of recent years. We've had Newcastle being overwhelming favourites. I think there's quite a, a big group of teams that you could pick from. But I think you have to go for Stoke as, as definitely being in the mix for automatic promotion. I know Gary Rowett's never actually won a promotion, but generally he's overachieved with most of the, most of the clubs he's been You can almost at. claim that Burton one, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, Burton, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you look at you know, Birmingham, you only have to see what's happened since, yeah. but... I actually look at the Birmingham squad now uh, on paper, and the players look actually better than, yeah, yeah. than when he when he was at the club. Um, but um, uh, but with Stoke, you just look at some of the signings they've made. Benikafobis should be guaranteed goals in this division. Tom Ince is one of those weird players who doesn't seem to be good enough for the Premier League, but yeah. is so good at the Championship if you play him in the right way. Joe Allen, obviously signing me on a, uh, to a new contract, could be absolutely pivotal. And um, I think it's hard to look beyond them. After that. Um, West, it's interesting. Quite a few of these clubs are slightly rolling the dice with some of their managerial choices or yeah. some of the players they've picked. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Darren Moore did an unbelievable job beyond the end of last season. He even kept, almost kept them up. I mean, never was going to happen. I remember when um, Southampton got the results at Swansea, and that was it. But but the, the results at Man United, and um, I think he did get a draw against Liverpool. It's yeah. incredible. But. There is such a thing, it's cliche, but as a new manager bounce, that was the ultimate example of it. <laughs> got a but job as well. We got to see, you know, now he's had a transfer window, what's going to happen now. Um, he's uh, brought in Carl Bartley, I think, from yeah. Swansea. And Sam who, Johnston as well. Uh, Sam Johnston, I'm a really big fan yeah. of. I thought he was fantastic last season for Villa. It's a big loss for Villa. Carl uh, Bartley was very good for Leeds the year before. Not quite sure where he's at now, but it's still, based on his Leeds form, was fantastic. And if they can go and sign Dwight Gale as well, I mean, that's guaranteed goals. Either way, if they can keep Rondon, it looks like that might happen. Um, over, you know, They're going to be in the mix, but it's just the fact that Darren Moore, you know, long term, will wait to see you know, when, the, when the chips are down. It's kind of... It was a free hit to a certain extent, although he absolutely smashed yeah, it out yeah, of the exactly. park. Exactly. Um, but yeah, with them, I think after that, I think if you're looking for something that's pretty likely is Middlesbrough. You know, Tony Pulis is not everyone's favourite style of football. And um, when you looked at him when he came in last season, probably didn't quite have the, uh, the impact that we would have expected. Um, but he's, he's had his time to work with the team now. He's clearly got a lot of... He already had a great squad to work with, but he's brought in the likes of Aidan Flint, uh, you know, up six foot five or whatever. How many is. goals is he going to score from? from Absolutely, you know, as you say, like, yeah, I think um, as a, as a first goal scorer, he's yeah, definitely yeah. a good shout. <laughs> yeah. um, Paddy McNair as well is a very talented player, uh, despite what's happened at Sunderland, and obviously a bit of a powerhouse. You know, physicality again in midfield. Um, so I think he's just he's just slowly moulding his Middlesbrough team that he wants and the lack of clean sheets that we saw surprisingly uh, when he came in because. Kind of expected him to have more of a, a quicker impact. I think that will happen uh, this this season, but you never know. I suppose based on last season, yeah. it's not as much of a guarantee as we thought. But that's why I would be looking. So yeah, so we've got Stoke there are two to one for promotion. Uh, West Brom 
uh, as you mentioned, three to one, and Middlesbrough also three to one. I think Stoke and Middlesbrough are the two you are most keen on. Mm. Stoke are eleven to two to win the league, and uh, Middlesbrough are seventeen to two. We're now going to have a look at the other end of the table. This is where people watching don't want to hear their team's <laughs> names uh, read out, and, and no surprise to see Rotherham uh, and Bolton are the two kind of joint favourites, I guess, at five to four and eleven to eight. Uh, to, to get relegated, Ipswich seven to two, Reading four to one, QPR five to one, Hull five to one. Every year I look at the bottom of the Championship and it looks like every team listed has a fair chance of going down. <laughs> um, where are you looking here for, for a bit of value? Uh, for value, I'm tempted by QPR to a certain extent, just because they've obviously been hit with this mammoth um, mm. financial fair play uh, bill, which we knew was coming, but was still. Imp- I think it's a really good thing on a side point from from the, from the EFL to really, uh, as, as much as QPR fans don't want to hear this, you need to have these kind of um, reasons not to break it because yeah. so many clubs have done that. And you can see with the likes of Birmingham and maybe even Sheffield Wednesday, there's a bit of worry there and you can see how they're not signing any players as a result. And QPR haven't done that for a while. Ian Holloway's gone. I think that was harsh, but knowing... Ollie a little bit sometimes you don't know whether it was his own decision I don't know but yeah. Steve McLaren is someone who has a lot to prove despite having managed England and managed so many different clubs but it hasn't gone particularly well in the last few years he's got this reputation as being a fantastic coach everyone who's worked with him always goes on about how much he's a fantastic coach almost a cliche now yeah. to say it but actually if, if he is that good on the training field that could be the perfect appointment because QPR aren't going to be buying many players they've got a lot of good youngsters like Easy, lots, lots of different players that could coming through that he needs to develop so maybe that's not a bad shout but overall with the lack of investment that could be that could spur trouble after that I mean Rotherham are an obvious shout they're a bit like when you look at sort of Cardiff in the Premier League yeah. signing sort of the best of the championship yeah. um, knowing that if they do go down they'll put themselves in a better position I see similarities when uh, maybe not even the best of the of League One, but likes of Carl Vassell and Clark Robertson, yeah, yeah, both from uh, both from Blackpool, they're signing players like that. And then after that, I'd be a little bit worried if I was Sheffield Wednesday, despite where they were a few years ago. Bolton, um, I mean, Phil Parkinson pulls off a miracle every a lot of the time. Bear in mind their their struggles financially. Um, you know, someone like Erhan Ostumo is such a random signing for a bold well, pillbox. He's, he's going to spend half half the game just looking in the air. It probably because <laughs> well, yeah, you know that that yeah. I mean, I'm trying to work out where he'll yeah. fit in, but but maybe it's all going to work. And then your favourite team, uh, Reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to, you know, we go back to that season where you were quite critical mm. of them. And I think to get to was it 85 points yeah. and the job they did on Fulham in that semi-final, yeah. like you have to give credit to them. It's, it can't just be luck. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, but having said that, last season they, they showed that perhaps they were performing slightly higher than they should have done. Um, I think they performed a lot worse than they should yeah. have done last season given their squad. Um, and the signings that I've seen come in so far, it's a lot of, a lot of English know-how, um, the likes of Sam Baldock, um, Mark Minolti scored a lot of goals for Coventry, but that's a big step up. Mm. Um, but that would be my issue again: is is goals was something that they struggled to come by, and they've they've they've, they've gambled in a way on, on on a striker that was doing it in League Two, on a player Sam Baldock who really worked for Brighton, particularly in the Championship, sort of covering for anti knockout, but he didn't score that many goals. Yeah. He actually did pretty well for him, mm. I thought, in that in that team goals wise. But I don't think you can rely on him being clinical. Uh, so Paul Clement. Yes, that, I don't think they'll go down, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the mix. I mean, unsurprisingly, you, you mean you won't be surprised to hear I am on uh, then, <laughs> then to get relegated. Uh, and my concern, uh, as you mentioned, McNulty and Bulldog could be very good signings. 
for a team who create a lot of chances. Yeah. I still don't really understand where the chances are going to be from. A lot of pressure on John Swift to create. He's the mm. only person who can do that. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm fully on board the, the Reading, Reading relegation <laughs> bus again. Yeah, exactly. Um, a couple of other ones you mentioned there. A bit of a sleeper, I guess. The double-figure price, Sheffield Wednesday, are 12-1 to 1 to go down. So, if you agree with Tom that they're in for another difficult season a lot of rumours about FFP yeah. and, and not being able to bring players they in they haven't brought in that many players some of the experience they've lost um, is, is, is obvious some of the sort of uh, more first team players have, have left Joss Lahukai who came in back you know, around um, December when Carlos Carvajal left uh, there were some games where you thought they were pretty good but overall I wasn't massively overwhelmed by his impact uh, he's had longer to work with them he is quite a disciplinarian maybe that's what they need it's an outside shout. You know, I wouldn't if I was yeah. picking my three favourites. It wouldn't be them, but yeah. but and and the same with Birmingham. You know, there's sort of talk today about Gary Row- uh, Gary Monk. You know, not being particularly happy with their lack of mm. business as well. It's just those kind of things can all sort of build gather momentum and, and uh, in a, in a neg- negative way, yeah. and uh, and can have a massive impact. So we'll see. Sheffield Wednesday. Maybe if you didn't want a button to go down, uh, they're even money to get relegated, which could be a good one. Uh, sorry, yeah, even money to finish in the bottom half, which could be a good one for, for your Akers, maybe. Uh, before we move on to uh, League One, we're going to have a look at everyone's favourite anti-post market, and that is the top goalscorer market. <laughs> um Fobe is 8-1 to favourite. Lewis Graben, 14-1. to Jay Rodriguez, 16-1. Uh, to Although suggestions he may be on his way out of, uh, out of West Brom. Uh, Matai Vidra, 16-1. to Patrick Bamford, just gone to Leeds, is 20-1. to what are, you, what are you looking at here? Who's who? Uh, I who don't know. Uh, to score a hat for? I think I'm not sure. I'd hang my hat on any of them every year. Like you think it's like Matthew Vidra won mm. won won it last year, but his goal scoring record before then was pretty poor. But yeah. the team was so built around him, and he got a lot of confidence. Mm. Um, but you know there was already talk of Derby wanting to to let him go. Probably won't happen now because of his wage demands. But does suggest to me that it's, he's not like centra- central to Frank Lampard's plans. So I'm not sure about him. Patrick Bamford had that great season quite a few years ago, yeah. but he's not exactly prolific. The one I'd be looking at most is probably Benekafobe because uh, whilst he's not the most prolific in the Premier League, he generally um, he has the physicality to make himself chances. He'll have more in this division. He showed in glimpses... From the, from the opportunities he was afforded at Wolves, because there weren't that many, because they were doing so well, despite Bonatini not scoring that many goals, it yeah. didn't really change it up much. I think he's just got all the attributes to 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 really kick on, and he and he's and he's in a team now where he's going to be the main man, and Rowett will play to his his strengths. Random outside bets, maybe, <laughs> despite what I said about Mark Minolti. Yeah. Mo Issa, maybe? I, I, I completely agree with you. I was, I was about to say. 100 so, to 1. Uh, really? With, with, with William Hill, yeah. And I think maybe just a, worth a punt, maybe, on that one, because I know, obviously, Gary Johnson was a big fan, but Lee Johnson's obviously signed him, but there's been a lot of, a lot of buzz about him, and, and sometimes you do see those, those players that kind of come out of nowhere from non-league. I mean, there's so many famous examples over the last few years. I'm not saying he's going to go on to do a Jamie Vardy or an Ian Wright, but he, uh, he's, he's someone that... Um, uh, I'm intrigued to see. Has he got the physicality of the championship? I don't know. But I mean, the interesting thing about him is that he, you know, he scored 25 goals last season, his first season yeah. in professional football, and he's going to a team in Bristol City where Bobby Reid has scored 11 career goals before his season last season. Mm. And I think Lee Johnson plays a style of football which will suit him. You've also got to think that uh, Zizou is, is suspended for the first six games, which should mean that, I, that yes, Issa he gets is. his gets his chance very early on. So. 
just born aboard. Two, two others. I think we might not have seen the guy who is going to win it come through yet. I think if Gale does sign for West Brom, I'd heavily yeah. fancy him. And then just an outside bet. When you talk about Aston Villa, I mean, now things have changed slightly. It doesn't look like they do have to sell all their players like we thought before. But um, not that he's been prolific, but he showed glimpses last year. Keenan Davis could be yeah. someone to watch out for if he's given a lot more of a, a chance by, um, by Steve Bruce this season. We'll see. The only other two I'm going to flag up as well, Graben, just because uh, you feel like he's going to be the focal point of, the, of this Forest team. And he managed to score 12 goals in 19 games for Sunderland, which I think anyone deserves yeah. credit for that. Definitely. Um, at 14 to 1, and also Will Grigg at 66 to 1. He started very, very quickly in the Championship when they were last here a couple of years ago, mm. and then the managerial changes, the Warren Joyce uh, period, and it all slightly fell apart. But I think to judge that he can't score goals at this level based on that may be premature, and I think that Paul Cook will have this Wigan team pretty functional, if nothing else. Yeah, so. that, that's right. With, I mean, Paul Cook definitely plays a very, you know how he's going to play, exactly. and, it's, and it's to get the best out of the likes of Will Griggs. So, not bad. Yeah, that's, that's a fair shot. Enough top goal scorer um, <laughs> bets there to really keep you going for, for the rest of the season. Hopefully, we've picked a couple of winners as well in the promotion and relegation and winner markets. Now, we're going to talk about League One. And uh, at the top of League One, there is a heavy, heavy favourite. Is it based on the size of the club? Is it based on, the, on, their, on their team? Is it based on their manager? Is it based on the takeover, Tom? Sunderland uh, are seven to two with black type standout. They are favourites to win League One. Do you think that's fair enough? Mm, uh, I just don't. I'm not sure there are any favourites in this division. <laughs> I think Sunderland are by you know it goes without saying they're by far and away the biggest club in that division. Probably one of the biggest if they were back in the Championship. I mean they're huge, but. There are so many variables, so many things that we don't know. Yeah. But you know, the new owners have, have, have done well so far in terms of uh, PR, from a PR, PR point of view. You know, <laughs> like they, they do a lot of the the, um, the 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 fan podcasts, and they do they've um, obviously changed the seats and all that kind of thing. Yeah. They, they're getting the fans on side, but what really matters is how they how they play. Jack Ross is someone who comes with a big reputation. You know, lots of clubs were looking to him. I think he had a interview at Ipswich and, yep. and so maybe it's quite a coup for him but again he's someone who hasn't worked in English before so how's that going to go and then the amount of uh, ins and outs I mean obviously they had to do a lot make a lot of changes bear in mind uh, well first of all how the team had, had mm. failed over the last couple of years but how much money some of these players were on so it is time for some fresh thinking but um, but how quick will that gel uh, I don't really see anyone out of the signings they've made who it makes you go, whoa! They're going yeah, to absolutely yeah, tear up this league. They could definitely. I mean, it's a long season. It might, you know, they, they, you think of like a Newcastle again, but not to make comparisons with Sunderland and Newcastle. But <laughs> when they went down to the Championship under Rafa, they lost the first couple of games. There's, in, with forty-six games, you get time to turn it around. Mm. Blackburn last year had a slow start, yeah. didn't they? Um, but uh, but still, I, I think when you just look at the squad, it doesn't. When you look at the Blackburn squad or Newcastle squad in the Championship, you thought, well. That's, this will turn it around yeah. that good I'm not quite sure I see the same thing when it comes to Sunderland but it wouldn't surprise me if they were in the, in the mix but I just don't think they're a definite favourite I mean, it makes this a very interesting market then if you're happy to not mm. draw a line through but happy to, to maybe swerve the, the short price favourite where are you looking elsewhere then for teams who, who could feasibly go up well just, just let's just have a look at the ones that are so just tell me through the ones that are so really ne- favourite so next favored. up we've got, we've got Barnsley who not many incomings, but not many outgoings either. Yeah. At seventeen to two, Charlton a fourteen to one, Pompey fourteen to one, Peterborough sixteens, Luton sixteen, Scunthorpe twenties. It's an open market, okay. really. So looking at that, so if we start with um, uh, with uh, Charlton, for example, again, Lebo, you had a pretty good impact back yeah. in the last season. 
Um, he's, he's brought in a bit more experience, but he's also lost the likes of McGuinness. Uh, not that he was particularly crucial to the way he played. It was more under Carl Robinson. But again, it's someone who had a good impact, but long term, yeah. we're not sure. Uh, Portsmouth haven't done that much business. You would expect more with Kenny Jacket. He's very accomplished at this level, so they're not a fat, bad shout. Peterborough, as always, changed their whole <laughs> squad. And there are loads of really exciting yeah. signings coming in. Um, but, but we said that about a lot of players that they've brought in before, and some come off, some, some don't. And whether they all gel as a team, difficult. Whereas... Maybe looking at someone like Burton, who weren't even on that list, uh, for the sheer fact that they're always overlooked, always underestimated, and yes, they did get relegated last season, um, but they weren't far off in the end. Um, They've kept largely a lot of their same squad. Nigel Clough is someone who's got bags of experience um, at all levels, but League One as well, having, having worked there with with Burton before and Sheffield United, in a chairman in Ben Robinson who fully trusts him, um, who will not make any rash decisions, and nor will Nigel Clough, even if there are bad results for a while. And then you look at someone like Liam Boyce, uh, who was very sadly injured at the start of last season, for most of the season, and if and having watched a few of those games the back in the back end of last season when he was back fit, particularly the one the win against Bolton, I was at that match. Um, just the sheer impact, his, his, his energy, his way he held the ball up, creating chances. I fancy him to score quite a few goals if he, if he, if he can stay fit. And um, Burton to be not a bad, not a bad shot. Burton are 28 to 1 um, best price to, to win the league. Uh, promotion, uh, they are going to be a little bit shorter than that. At, uh, at 8 to 1. So, yeah, you can see that as short as 5 to 1 elsewhere. So, someone else agrees with you that they're too big in the trading rooms. Make sure, as ever, to check odds checker before, before having your bet to make sure if you're backing them at fives and eights is available, then, then you should have used us. Um, again, now we're going to slide down the table and look at the relegation market. If you say Oxford, I'll be very upset. <laughs> um, an interesting little fact for you, though, that no promoted team from League Two has been relegated out of League One for the last eight years. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. It uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, but it surprises the market. Well, who yeah, have, yeah. Who have Accrington 13 to 8 favourites for the drop, um, Wickham 9 to 5, a lot shorter elsewhere, both of those two. Uh, Gillingham 15 to 8, Walsall 2 to 1, uh, AFC Wimbledon uh, just over the 5 to 2 mark. If, if, you, if you can confidently say do you think that Accrington and Wickham are going to stay up there has to be some decent value around Actually, I changed what I said a minute ago it does surprise me because there's obviously four teams that go down <laughs> yeah, every yeah. year so, yeah, so that is quite a shocking statistic mm. isn't it really um, you know Accrington aren't going to change their, their model that's been so successful in terms of they're not going to overspend I mean Andy Holt's been very vocal and he's very he's great on Twitter to sort of give insight yeah. into, into how it all works particularly at that level so they were um, punching above their weight being in the top half probably of, of League Two yeah. let alone running away and winning it but it just shows how much you can do when you've got a, a good manager canny investment um, that word momentum which not everyone likes yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah there is, there, is a, there is an element of that and they're hard to beat weren't they so they haven't done too much business so far but I think they you know, re-signed Sean McConville on a yeah. new contract big deal um, they've, still got Billy Key as well which is yeah and Billy Key is a good shout I think yeah. they lost the goalkeeper to Peterborough yes, yeah, yeah, so that We'll see about that. But generally, the squad's pretty much the same, but they haven't added too much to it. But I don't know, the difference between League Two and League One, a lot of it can be down to those cliche things like team spirit and mm. how much they get along and all that kind of stuff. So um, there's no reason not to think that that wouldn't continue. Um, and bear in mind, was it the season before last where they were around 
near the bottom at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So again, long season. Um, Wickham, very similar story, really. Yeah. Uh, but they've still they, they seem to be persevering with the, again it's the dad's army like not their County. squad. I mean, if you look down the list of their squad and the ages, it's yeah. absolutely unbelievable. I know. Um, Most of them are uh, the names were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did an interview with uh, Matt Bloomfield back end of the season, yeah. just signed a two-year contract. Like yeah. 30, 34. <laughs> he's had like four hundred appearances. Yeah. So. Class Yeah, but I mean, the, it just works for them, doesn't it? Um, and. I wonder if AFC Wimbledon, looking back, Neil Ardley, I mean, they're still in the division, so maybe not, but Bayerak and Fenway has clearly proved over the last couple of years yeah. to be an absolute massive asset, massive in every, every sense of the word, <laughs> huge asset for yeah. uh, in League Two. And I, I don't really, based on what, you know, the evidence you've just given about the fact that no one has been relegated from it, there's not a huge difference clearly between the two. So he could go on and do, do pretty well. In terms of the ones that I think could be in trouble, again, like the bottom 14 of the Premier League, someone gets themselves in trouble and they could find themselves doing a West Brom and it's a very similar kind of thing yeah. here. Um, I do again look at F- AFC Wimbledon um, because a bit like Accrington, I think they've been punching above their weight. Neil Audley's done a very good job. Uh, goals were a problem last year. They did enough to stay up. They've gone for James Hansen, who perhaps is a similar player to to Akinbenwe or Tom Elliott before then, which they maybe didn't yeah. have last year. I think James Hansen in 2015 would be a great signing. But it's yeah, been, you know, he went to Berlin right. alone last season. Bit of a gamble. So yeah. it depends whether he can sort of do that kind of physical side of things still. Um, but I slightly worry about him. Uh, Walsall again changed the manager back end of last season. Um, you know, we talked about Ern Oztuma. Um, I can't admit professors watching them every week live but and sometimes you get those players that do seem to be just on the t- on the highlights yeah. reel you think wow they're amazing and maybe they don't do as much as you think mm. in the game but nonetheless if you look at his stats he did still score a lot of goals and wonder goals so you do wonder if that will have an impact um and i don't really think blackpool are going to go down because i think gary bowie is such a solid manager but you just it's always permanently in crisis generally yeah. there always seems to be one one decision away from it going having having a complete nightmare and he has lost some key players in as I said before Robertson and um, Vassell to Rotherham who were centre back and, and centre forward yeah. so maybe a bit of, bit of room for manoeuvre there so yeah as we said they're um, the ones we're looking at AFC Wimbledon just a shade over 5-2 to two, and, and you say you think Blackpool will just about be okay anyone kind of further do you think bigger prices down down here? We're looking at the likes of Bristol Rovers at fifteen to two, Plymouth at fifteen to two. Obviously, we're bottom at uh, in November and then, yeah. and then recovered to, to go up. What do you think these guys should all be safe? I don't really fear for them because I really rate the managers. I think Derek Adams is is I was kind of um, Paul Hurst was a great choice for Ipswich yeah. and really deserved it. But uh, you know, if it hadn't gone for him, I think he wouldn't wouldn't have been a bad shout. He's not exactly. Uh, he's, he's quite um, what's the word? He's, he's quite straight faced. Doesn't really give that much away, but he it seems. I think he's really, really proved himself mm. at this level. Not only getting Plymouth up from uh, League Two the year after they sort of lost, they lost in the playoff final, lost a lot of their players. Basically, to re yeah. do the whole squad again, took them up, and then as you say, last season took them from a real sort of serious situation into almost making the playoffs. Yeah. So, I think in him. Over that course of time, when you look at him, you know, particularly from a sort of betting point of view, yeah. I think he's proved a very, Science. very safe yeah, pair yeah, of hands. Yeah, I'd only worry if he moved on. And I think same can be said for Daryl Clark. I mean, he's, he's, I think these guys are, are working against. There's a reason why they're um, 
lower down in the odds because of of, of the squads they have perhaps and yeah. the place you know not, even though I love Bristol it's not, not, a lot of players don't go down that way particularly to Plymouth of course. but I think just based on their experience uh, I, I'd, I'd fancy them to be okay so looking at the towards the, the, the favourites there um, Wolves sort of the one team that I also think have a, have a difficult season ahead of them Dean Keats came in um, a bit of a club legend as a player not sure he's quite uh, cut out for the job as a manager and, uh, and it was pretty desperate at the back end of last season and they've, they've been struggling for a while now so they're a team that, and they're two to one best price they're a team I'm looking at uh, maybe to get against next season um, top goal scorer now and no surprise to see who is who's, um, the favourite in the betting Brett Pittman is eight to one favourite Charlie White of Bradford will he still be there next season we don't know yet but he is 12 to one mm-hmm. Lyle Taylor who's moved across from AFC Wimbledon to Charlton 14 to one Danny Hilton uh, an absolute nuisance for Luton 16 to one Jason Cummings, 16 to 1. Kiefer Moore and Tom Bradshaw both set to start up front for Barnes, and you'd have thought together, mm. 16 to 1. John Marquis, 25 to 1. Liam Boyce, 25 to 1, who you've already mentioned. Yeah, I quite fancy him for, for the reasons I mentioned. Um, you look at someone like Kiefer Moore, he has, apart from that spell when mm. he was on fire, yeah. <laughs> um, he's never been particularly prolific. But if Barnsley can. But they have a very, very um, particular way of playing. Um, uh, where did he leave from again? He left Rotherham. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotherham, yeah. Um, At that time, he had a very, very specific... And you could see, because when Michael Smith came in, it was basically... Exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like he was prolific before. No. So I'm not so sure, unless they're going to play a very similar way, I would go for him. No, um, Jason, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Jason Cummings uh, is someone who came down from Scotland with a lot of, um, lot of buzz around him. A lot of people thought he would... He would uh, he could he could really do things in England. Hasn't worked out so far at Forest, uh, which has obviously come down on loan from. They're obviously doing all their business, um, so it's not a surprise that he's been he moved down on loan. I still think it's quite a coup for Peterborough to yeah. get him. Uh, whether he's physical enough for England, it's something maybe he's needed to work on. But if he is going to play every week, he might not be a a bad shout. Yeah. Remember, he did score. I think it's Newcastle in the League Cup. Peter is such a hotbed for, for, for strikers and goals. You right. see so many people going there, not very prolific, and then paying exactly. Marriott, the prime example, yeah. isn't he? And um, and there are more than that. Um, Pittman's a solid shout. Uh, how old is he now? Is he what's about must be must be thirty two. Yeah, but he's he's someone that you know has risen up the ranks and just nothing seems to phase him because yeah. every time he's one of those classic players where I'm I'm sure people around him. Uh, not his close allies, but people <laughs> were saying well, you can't do this at this yeah, level. Yeah. Now you can't do it at this level, and he's always proved them wrong. Um, so there's no reason not to think that he would be a solid shout every week. Um, you can probably also give him seven penalties now at the beginning yes, of the season. Yes, that's a key there. point. Yeah, and then talking about <laughs> key points, Billy Key as well yeah. would, um, was, is someone who's uh, defied the odds. Really, uh, someone who, as, as quite famously now, was almost was was very close to jacking it in altogether and working with his dad in construction. Um, and went back to Accrington and, and rediscovered his love for the game and in John um, Coleman and Andy Holt again um, they seem to have a great relationship if you, uh, if you know him but also from social media it's clear um, he's, he's again a player who's at, the, he's at the right club that gets the best out of him and based on what we were saying before about the difference or the lack of difference between League 2 and League 1 there's no reason not to think he couldn't continue his scoring spree yeah, and with Caden Jackson being linked to a move away you can be sure that Billy Key will be starting up front uh, he's not going to be going anywhere and if, like Tom and I, you do think that Accrington are going to be fine next season, then I think Key is a very, very smart move. And he is 35 to 1 with 188 bet. Mm. A few uh, goal scorer markets. So I think that the Boyce um, at 25s, uh, Billy Key at 35s, and Brett Pittman at 8s are probably the three we're looking at the most there. And, uh, and Sunderland fans. 
We're not sure the title's quite yours yet, let's just say <laughs> that. Um, moving on now to League Two. I'm um, here with Tom Bach, who's come to Odd to talk to us through the EFL card before it all gets underway on Friday. And at the top end of the League Two market, it's a bit of a three-way tie. Um, we've got Notts County are 13-2, to two, uh, MK Dons are 7-1, to one, and Lincoln at 8-1. to one. Those three are clear in the market, ahead of Mansfield at 10s, Cobblers at 12s, uh, Swindon are 18-1, to one, as are Berry. Uh, yeah, I mean, interesting here. Lincoln and Notts County both beaten playoff teams. MK Dons, a team coming down um, from League One. But I'm, I think you agree with me that maybe they should never have been relegated in the first yes, place. Yes, that would be my first point. I, I can't argue with much of that, to be fair. I think those three teams are, are in the mix. But I would probably have MK Dons as my most favourite of those, those yeah. three. But having said that, it's a new manager. You don't know how it's going to work. Paul Tisdale's clearly a long-term kind of manager. But he, he seems very hungry to... To 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 have made the move that maybe he could he definitely could have made and higher a long yeah. time ago. But in MK Dons, you know, probably um, I think most people would agree. Apart from MK Dons fans, probably the least fashionable club <laughs> in the country because of their history. But um, if you go to Stadium MK, it is a wonderful stadium. Um, they're clearly their their facilities are great. Their academy, you know, Delhi Alley. I mean, they're clearly yeah, they've, yeah. they've got a lot of. Uh, uh, of credibility when it comes to, to bringing through players and you know he's, he's, he's pinched quite a few players up Exeter he's got a solid squad it's not like it's changed completely um, he uh, it just comes back to what you're saying I don't I think through mismanagement or poor choices um, that's why they find themselves where they are but maybe in the long term it could be better I mean look at Robbie Nielsen was was highly rated it didn't yeah. work out he turned to Dan Gigi, the man who helped bring through Delhi Alley and is, is, is known for his work and at youth level didn't really work out either no. but now with Paul Tisdale someone who's got proven track record of bringing through players um, alright they haven't got promoted from League 2 but I think with Exeter if you go, again if you go down there the difference between yeah, St James's yeah. Park and, and Wait, I mean, he, did, he got a promotion about 8 years ago from League, from League 2 so right. he has done it before right yes okay. <laughs> it's just in, my, anyway, in the yeah, short yeah. term I'm, I'm just remembering going to Wembley twice in the last yeah, couple yeah, of years exactly. and seeing it not go well, exactly. too well but uh, I think you know Look, last year uh, it didn't go well against Coventry in in the final, but they'd lost some key players. I mean, Ollie Watkins, who could well be playing in the Premier League this time uh, in a couple of, a couple of weeks. Yeah, seriously, yeah. there's a lot of interest in him that shows how to to, to sort of um, recover from from losing those kind of key players. And there's more than that, David Wheeler. He's he's just got a record of of doing well uh, from losing a squad and changing it around quite quickly to doing doing well. So that would suggest to me that he could go in there and make a relatively quick impact at a team that should already be doing well. After that, um, I think Kevin Nolan's proven to be a, a solid solid manager. I know they kind of fell away a little bit towards the end, but is that really a surprise when you bear in mind some of the ages of that squad? Yeah. Um, they're all played, you know, Shadow Amiobi's played in the Champions League. Yeah. I mean, like, he was he did very well, but he's been released now 30, 35. They had a lot of yeah, yeah. ageing players and maybe it wasn't a, wasn't a surprise that they tied, but you know he's he's replaced them with some um, with some very solid signings. Uh, um, Christian Dennis has yes, gone Christian to Dennis County, and just up the road from, down the road from Chesterfield. Yeah. He's, he mm. yeah exactly. So up front now they've got a bit more a bit more youth um, players with proven goals in this in this um, division, so they should do well. And then Lincoln, um, a lot of people love the Cowleys. Uh, anyone who's interviewed them, they're they're great company, and they've done amazingly well to get where they are. Um, 
their team is very physical. If anyone who was at the Checker Trade Tofu final, it's almost uh, like the antithesis of them. Like you see these like gentle, yeah. eloquent, like lovely guys, and you go and watch them, and you're like, ah, yeah, I you're like, this. wow, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, anyone, I mean, Dean Henderson in the Checker Trade yeah. final, I'm not sure he was ready for that. No. Matt Reed, no. uh, well, I, think anyone, I think anyone's ever ready for Matt Reed, really. No, but uh, but having said that, they it works for them. And it's not just that. There is more to the game than that, of course. Um, and with the signing of John Akinde, who, again, is a very proven goal scorer, if you get the best out of him, which um, Martin Allen was the expert mm. at, you think he would slot into this sort of physical style of play very well. And, um, all right, they lost Alex Woodyard. He was a good player as well. But they've brought in quite some exciting players. Most importantly, they've kept the Cowley brothers, who had interest from all over the divisions. Um so yeah, I could see them. And they're a big club, Lincoln. They shouldn't, yeah, they, they should be fighting for promotion. It's easy to forget that as well because mm. their time spent in non-league. So just to reiterate, I think yeah, we're, we're on board with the market here, but still some juice there. If you do think anything that, that Tom's just said is more interesting than anything else, Notts County thirteen to two with black type, MK on seven to one with spread X, and Lincoln are eight to one. A few firms there stand out at eights. Um, one club just just a random outside shout that I've just been intrigued by their business, and it could go either way. Is Crawley? Um, yeah, Harry Kuehl was. So in Charlton were seemed to be close to that Australian takeover. Um, my understanding was it was very, very close. Mm. It still hasn't happened. That's another reason why Charlton, I'd you know, be interested to see what happened there. But they were keen on Harry Kuehl, so he's got a lot of stock. And I think he pr- improved last season. And they've signed the likes of uh, Romain Vince a lot. Um, they've lost a few key players as well. as well. But Felipe Moraes, I mean, these Three are... Three-year deal at 32. Yeah, it's a, that's, it's, it's a gamble, <laughs> but still, to drop down to League 2, that's yeah. what I'm saying, we no, could no, go either way. Yeah. Um, they have, yeah, they've signed some sort of veteran vet, players approaching veteran territory, mm. but also ones that you're like, oh, I, was, I was looking at, well, that was impressive, or at least it looks impressive. So, could be one of those ones either way. A sixty-six to one to win the league, uh, ten to one to win promotion. Crawley may be an outside bet there if you're looking for one of those. Um, looking at the clubs around Crawley, because they're going to be one of the first ones you mentioned here in the relegation market, mm. due to the way that the market is shaping up. Morecambe, forever favourites for relegation. Um, I think uh, Jim Bentley absolutely loves proving people wrong. Seven or two, they are joint with Yeovil to be, to be uh, the ones to go down. Just two relegation spots, of course, from League Two. Macclesfield, who've just been promoted and lost their manager straight away, are four to one. Crawley, eight to one. Forest Green, eight to one. Cheltenham, who've lost Moisa, who we spoke about in the championship video, nine to one. Uh, it's all fairly open here. And is it, it's, I mean, it almost seems like a bit of a guessing game beyond uh, Morecambe and Yeovil. Yeah, I mean... I think those two, there's a reason why they're both there. Uh, but as you say, they're Morecambe are always favourites. And they've, <laughs> they've, they've upset the Apricot every year, haven't they? Uh, but uh, at some point you feel like it may catch up with them. But I suppose, is there any particular reason why to think this year will be any different? I don't know. Yeovil, similar situation. And the one sort of aspect of their squad that makes me worry is Otis Khan's left, left for Mansfield. Someone who... Is a creative player, but he delivers at this level. If you look at his stats, scored loads of goals, lots of assists. Take that out of your team, and you're gonna, it's gonna have an impact. So to be able to turn that around, Yeovil similar situation to Plymouth, trying to attract players down there. As lovely as it is, anyone wants to go down. You know, yeah. That part of the world is yeah, great, yeah. but players don't often think that way. Um, that could be that could be tricky for them. Um, those, yeah, to be honest, those would be the, the two that I'd be mainly looking at, but. I mean, just I wanted to ask you about one team who, who came that we saw Chesterfield went, went, had uh, back-to-back relegations last season into the conference. And Oldham are a team who have been cut, I think they were 25-1 to 1, uh, with Bet365 a 
just 10 days ago, they're now eight to one for relegation. I think there's been a lot of murmurings about maybe the, how the club's being run, maybe their recruitment strategy. 16 to one is still available. Do you have any anything in, about their, how they went down last season? Uh, well, they seem to seem to be sort of self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, signing players from was it was Oldham who signed players mm. from from all over, no one knows where, from er- everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of them and. Uh, that can sometimes work, but more often than not, it doesn't. I mean, Oxford. I think it works. Prime yeah, example, exactly. I think it works when you when you know what you're doing, and if you don't, then it, then and it can. Uh, and also when you yeah, and also when you're doing that, often you need the manager to stay in place the whole time. You need to, yeah. it's, a, it's a project because mm. you've got these players who are coming over from overseas yeah. who need time to adapt and to have lots of change in the dugout makes it harder to do that. You know, one week they're being told one thing, they're in the team, they're not in the team. And it's not surprised that that happened. I think they've, they're have turning to more British base players. Yeah, they've got a lot of players who are still there. I think they've got about 16 or 15, 16 um, overseas players. And Frankie Bunn's come in as manager. I mean, who knows yes. what's going to happen. Yeah, so that. that's, that's you know, it's another a rookie manager mm. putting their faith in that um, is, is a gamble. But... Stuart Day is the, the yeah. chairman, and he um, he's someone that when you speak to people in the game to talk about how passionate he is, it's not like he doesn't care. Mm. And there are some owners that have, you know, historically, have, you know, haven't cared. So that is a key factor. But he's got to get it right soon. And I can see why you're looking at it, thinking yeah. when you look at what happened to Leighton Orient a few exactly. years ago, um, that when you get on these these downward trajectories and you, and you have problems like they have had, and with someone who hasn't had the most experienced being the number one, uh, it's, again, a gamble, it's a risk. Yeah, that's where I'm hanging my hat because uh, I think that Morecambe will probably yet again manage to stay up. 16-1 to 1 they are with Black Type and with uh, Unibet. Finally, we are just going to have a quick look at the uh, top goalscorer market. The aforementioned John Akinde heads it at 10-1 to 1 with Christian Dennis, we've also briefly spoken about of, uh, of Notts County at 10 as well. Kieran Agard, who, who's... Not scored as many goals as I think people would have hoped he has at MK mm-hmm. Dons is 14-1. to 1. Kane Hemming, 16-1. to 1. Christian Deutsch had a fantastic season last time, even though Forest Green didn't, is 20-1. to 1. Craig Davis at 20-1 to 1 as well. Anyone there catching your eye? Yeah, uh, I think there's a reason why most of them are there. Um, Akinde should suit this style of play, and if he stays fit, which is a big... Obviously, it goes for all of them, but I mean his injury, yeah. re- injury record of late hasn't been... Fantastic, but if he does, you'd fancy him again. Christian Dennis is someone in a very poor team. Often at this level, when you get players who are scoring goals yeah. in poor teams, that always always is a is a good indicator of someone who's going to do well. Christian Doyle, you can see why you're going for him. James Stockley's not a bad shout. He's still with Exeter. That'd be a well, big, that's the same big about if. Well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris Rover seems to be circling. Yes, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, having lost er- Ellis Harrison, mm. they do need a striker. Then you think Forest Green can probably maybe. Buff offers more than other teams at that level. Yeah, well, they did start last yeah. season. They had some you know, decent money offer before they even mm. started the league. So there's no particular reason why that should have changed now, based on um, you know Dale Vince's big ambitions yeah. for the club. Uh, I'd be more concerned about Jaden Stockley. Okay. Uh, I think someone like him. Uh, it, but having said that, having interviewed Jaden, he loves that part of the world having said all yeah, the things about other players because yeah. he was there before he went off to other places I think he went to Scotland didn't quite yeah. play that much and he's very happy there so it would take quite a it would take the right move to make that happen um, back to Kieran Agard 
Yeah, I just don't think he thinks he's a very good player at that level. I don't know if he's the most prolific. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. be looking more at the likes of Akinde, Dennis, and and Doidge if he stays. The one player I just wanted to point out as well would be would be Danny Newton, who I think was Steve Lynch's top scorer last season as well. Mm. I mean, they've, they've now lost Godden, so you think that he, even more goals are able to... He's going to have to step up, well. isn't exactly. he? Yeah, and he, exactly. he impressed last year, definitely. Mm. And, and then looking at Tyler Walker as well on, on, on loan at... Um, is it Mans- Mansfield yeah. that he's gone to? I mean, he's someone who's, in fits and starts, showed his, his, his ability. So if he's given a run out on a regular basis, gets a bit of confidence, then... Probably not the first pick, but maybe as a, an outside pick. Well, yeah, the outsider that I was going to mention there is the evergreen or, you know, Mark Richards at 66 to 1, yeah. who, who look, probably looks set to still be Swindon's uh, first choice striker at 36 mm. years old. So if they have a good season, it could be him. But if, I, if you had to put your 10p on one of them at the top, I'm going to push you here just because we're finishing. Who would it be? Johnny Kinde. Johnny Kinde at 10 to 1. Hopefully, a few winners there. We've definitely a few bets. Thank you very much for watching. This has been Tom Barkley. I've been George Elliott for Odds Checker, previewing the EFL season ahead of us. 